the Dare to Decide podcast, where we take a psychological dive into our everyday decisions that shape our relationships, health, and finances. My name is Marion. I'm a former school psychologist who built a multiple six-figure online business, helping thousands of women transform their health and confidence. This is a podcast for women who don't want to settle for a life that is less than what they know deep down they can create. I believe that to begin building the life you truly want, you are just one decision away. This is an Up Level Your Life podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Okay, so today's episode is all about imposter syndrome, what it is, how to know when you are experiencing it, and how to successfully kill it. (laughs) This is actually a very important conversation today because imposter syndrome is something that I know is holding more women back from going after their dreams and goals than probably anything else. In fact, imposter syndrome prevents more women from even taking that very first step. And I don't know, that that's kind of heartbreaking, right? When you think about it, how someone could totally be living this completely different life if only they had not allowed imposter syndrome to convince them that they should never even try. So this is something I get kind of fired up about because I want you to go after your dreams and I want you to see that you are just as worthy and capable as anyone else out there. So if you have ever struggled with imposter syndrome or maybe you're dealing with it right now in your life, I really hope today's episode speaks to your heart and that at the end, you feel more empowered and ready to take it on with strength. Okay, so first, what the heck is imposter syndrome? Well, it's basically when you feel as though you are doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. And something really interesting about imposter syndrome is that it disproportionately affects high achieving people, which the majority of you who listen to this podcast are naturally ambitious people. So my guess is that at some point in your life, you have found it difficult to accept your accomplishments or you've doubted your abilities in comparison to others in your field. So, okay, we've established that it's not a good feeling, right? No one wants to feel like they aren't as good or qualified as someone else. But it's really important that we normalize this feeling because whenever we are starting something new or we're beginning, like we're in that first phases of it, it's normal to look for points of comparison. So I'll just share an example from my own life about like 13 years ago, I think I started a style blog and you guys, I had no business creating a style blog, mostly because I don't really have great style. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm average, I guess, you know, basic. Um, Anyway, I had this idea because I am naturally an introvert. I'm pretty shy. And I thought it would be a great way for me to get outside my comfort zone and try to connect with other women online. I also wanted to improve my own sense of style. So the idea of us starting this blog planted itself in my brain. And right now, as I'm talking to you, I I know it kind of sounds like a self-help project, but I guess in many ways, it kind of was. Anyway, I thought about it for a long time, but I didn't take any action with it because the more I thought about it, the more I started looking at other style bloggers and this idea of who are you to think you could ever create anything like what they've created? You're going to embarrass yourself. Like those are thoughts that started running through my head and those voices got pretty strong. And the longer I held off even creating a blog, 
the more likely it felt that I was never going to do it. It had become something in my head that it was meant for more stylish, more pulled together women. Like I wasn't cool enough in my head. And then one night I had a couple glasses of of wine and I really started to think about this imposter syndrome that had taken root in my brain and I mentally fought back. And that night I told myself that I I wasn't going to embarrass myself because no one was ever going to find my blog, right? I also made the decision that I wouldn't try to be like these other women because there was no way I could be like them. So I was going to just be me and I would just write using my imperfect voice and take my imperfect photos and just embrace the process, not some sort of predetermined outcome. And so that night I stayed up until I think 1am creating that blog. And I am so grateful for Pinot Noir that night as it helped me, it helped me break through the imposter syndrome that was keeping me from even taking that first step. Like I was allowing it to keep me safe and in my complacent little bubble of normalcy. Um, But once I made the decision and I took action, I kept showing up at least three or four blog posts a week. I kept at it and oh my gosh, the photos were hilariously awful. But sometimes we forget that the beginner phase is so beautifully imperfect and horrendous that it ends up being kind of perfect. And a year and a half after that night, I was averaging around 300,000 page views a month. So let this be a lesson to all of us that all we need to get over our imposter syndrome is a glass or three of Pinot Noir. Thank you so much for listening. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, uh, that was a bad joke. But no, the wine is great, but it's not, it's not going to solve all of our problems here. But the reason I told you this story is because I could have allowed imposter syndrome to keep me from ever taking action. In fact, I think it holds back a ton of really capable women from ever taking action on something that they've been thinking about doing for a very long time. And that's unacceptable. Another time you might feel inferiority complex creeping in is when you've started, like you're first starting out with something new. Let's say um, you've started an online business, which it could be like a blog, like what I was just talking about, or maybe a coaching business or network marketing or an Etsy shop, like something like that. Well, when you first start out with anything, there's going to be a learning curve. And while you're navigating this learning curve, it is very tempting to look at people who are ahead of you and compare yourself, or you might just start doubting your abilities. But here's the thing. Do not ever confuse inexperience for incompetence. I'm just going to say that again. Don't confuse inexperience for incompetence. Let's take, we'll just use running as an example. I am personally not a big runner. And by that, I mean, I don't like to run, (laughs) but I really envy women who are runners because they look so badassy out there just flying around in their little outfits. But let's say that you are like me and you don't really run, but you want to become a runner. You and I are inexperienced at running. So if we want to increase our competence, what do we need to do? Well, it's simple, right? In order to get better and more competent at running, we need to run. So let's say, because we are getting close to the new year, 
we decide we are going to run for at least 10 minutes a day in 2022. Well, by the end of January, I can confidently say that we've increased our competence and maybe we get aggressive and we bump it to 20 minutes in February and then 30 minutes in March. So over time, because we are putting in the reps, we are increasing our competence. And sometimes the best way to combat imposter syndrome is to simply put your head down and focus on putting in your reps. And here's something to maybe write down or just think about. It's when it comes to thinking about plans, think big. But when it comes to thinking about progress, think small. So all too often, imposter syndrome creeps in when we are comparing our beginning to someone else's middle. You and I can't go for a run on January 3rd and look at each other and say, well, uh, we suck at running. We are just not runners because that's total BS. And deep down, your subconscious knows it because deep down, we know that we are capable of soup, of being like super competent in a lot of things that we will never attempt in our lifetime. So now let's talk about the type of imposter syndrome that creeps in once we've taken action and we have accomplished some awesome stuff. So let's say you've built your online business to six figures and people are reaching out to you, asking for advice, maybe asking you to speak at their, um, to their company teams, asking you to be a guest on podcasts. Like, so this is the part where ambitious high achievers can sometimes let the door swing open in their brains and allow imposter syndrome to take a squat. You ever hear that phrase, new level, new devil? Well, that primarily is referring to the devil in our own minds that make us question our worthiness. That voice that questions, can I sustain this? Like, how, how did I get here? I am not that special, unique, or talented what if they discover that I don't really fit in here? It's almost as though you begin to doubt your own success so much that it can often lead to self-sabotage. So here's just a final tip for how to handle this if it ever happens to you. And I don't know if you remember, but a few episodes back, I talked about imagining that your brain is cut in half. One half is your emotional side of the brain. And the other half is your logical, reasonable side of the brain. I sometimes like to think of it like your emotional side is your toddler side. If you've ever dealt with a toddler, you know that they operate full time in this emotional state. So you have a toddler half of the brain and let's call it the adult half of the brain. And have you ever had an argument with someone who was just being irrational? Like no matter how much sense you made, they were just, they were just going to be angry and fired up. Like nothing was going to change that. And maybe you've, maybe you've been that person, right? Like no matter what your husband says, that makes logical sense. You don't care. You don't want to hear it because you're mad and that's just how it is. It's not until later when you've cooled down that you can talk logically. And that's because it is very, very difficult to shift from that emotional toddler half of the brain to that logical half. And shifting is an executive functioning skill that some people are better at than others, like shifting from one task to another. And sometimes certain personalities get so focused and dialed into a project that it's very difficult for them to shift and focus on something else. We might see this when kids are playing video games and we tell them it's time for dinner, right? Well, the same thing happens when we have allowed imposter syndrome to basically set up camp and 
in the emotional half of our brain. We can try to make these logical arguments like, you've earned this success, you are capable. But those type of statements aren't going to resonate with your own mind when you've set up camp in the emotional half of your brain. Again, you're trying to use logic when you're talking to a toddler. It, it won't work. So the feeling of inferiority is a self-created emotion. It can't necessarily be dis- dismantled with a cognitive argument, which is really freaking frustrating, right? Because right now, as you're listening to this episode, you're probably operating in your thinking, logical half of the brain. So it's hella annoying to think that this toddler half is being so unreasonable and getting in your way. But here's what you can do to fix this. Step one, when you're experiencing feelings of inferiority complex, recognize it and even say to yourself, damn, like I think I've allowed that stupid inferiority complex to take a squat in my brain. So Saying that one sentence, it does two things. Number one, you've labeled it, which is important. Number two, you've also detached yourself from that feeling. Like you're no longer acting like it's something that's a part of you. Um, This is going to sound kind of weird, but have you ever seen those Mucinex commercials on TV where basically these little green gobs of mucus, it's so gross, are like little monsters and they're setting up a home like with a couch and a rug, and they even have like a little lamp in someone's lungs. And then that person takes the mucinex medicine and all of a sudden those green monsters are saying, oh no, and they're flushed out of the lungs along with their couches and the little lazy boys that they were sitting in. (laughs) So that's how I want you to think about imposter syndrome. It's a little green monster glob that is trying to set up a home in the emotional half of your brain. It's not a part of you. Step two, walk away from whatever you're doing at that moment. Like you're going to force yourself to shift. If you're just scrolling social media, put the phone down, just put it down, step away and go do something completely unrelated. Step three, I'm not going to walk you through breath work right now, but I want you to take two or three deep breaths, like into your belly. This is a highly, highly underrated way to allow your brain to shift. Step four is imagine that that little green monster blob blob, (laughs) getting up out of the lazy boy it set up in your emotional half of your brain and walking over to your logical half of your brain, right? So just imagine it crossing over. And I always imagine that the emotional half is different shades of red, orange, and yellow, And then it walks over to the calm, rational half of your brain, which I always imagine as being shades of blue and greens. All right, step five is to write down your affirmations that support the energy that you want to experience in this world. And it is vital not to write down and focus on the outcomes. Instead, write affirmations about how you show up. So for example, you're not going to write, I have a six-figure business. Instead, you write, I show up with determination and energy. I am surrounded by abundance, right? Does that make sense? So more about how you are putting in the reps and creating competence every day versus some random measurement of the outcome. Because here's the thing, the outcome will happen when you stay focused on your energy and vibration 
And I know that sounds borderline woo-woo, but it's true. So lift your chin, pull the shoulders back, take a deep breath and stand tall in your power. You are capable and you are worthy of going after the life that you think about building when you fall asleep at night. Maybe it's Maybe it's becoming a woman who runs marathons. Like more power to you. <laughs> maybe it's a woman who creates a beautiful home for her family and homeschools her children with a sense of joy and abundance. Or maybe it's creating an online business that fosters creativity and freedom in your life. It is 100% up to you and imposter syndrome has no place in this pursuit. As always, thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. so much for listening to the dare to decide podcast if this was helpful for you i'd love it if you would please leave a review it's truly what helps the podcast grow even better tag me on instagram stories and tell me what you think i can't wait to hear from you